Hello and welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae Peavy and I am your host. And today I wanted to talk about legacy. I have been thinking about this a lot recently. I know a ton about the history of my family on my mother's side. I was really lucky. My aunt and a couple of other people were involved in actually writing a couple of books about our history, our travels from Germany all the way into America and where we finally settled. It's really cool to me to have that much information, that much history on the legacy of your bloodline. And on my dad's side of the family, I've got nothing. I recently lost my last grandparent on that side, my dad's mom. And it really led me to the realization that I, I don't know anything about them. I didn't know much about my grandfather. I met him once when I was about 16 and he passed away at that point. He wasn't really in the family because of different issues. And anyone older than him, so like his parents or anything like that, I have no clue. I I didn't really even know their names. Um, I don't know a ton about my grandmother's side of the family either. I know more because she had a sibling um, that I used to grow up seeing during the summer at family reunions, and we did spend a good bit of time with her side of the family in Mississippi when I was younger. But even then, like, I don't remember any of their names, and that was so long ago. I was really young, so probably like preteen age, like up to 13, I think. And it just really made me sad. I mean, reflecting on that, all of those stories of those people are lost. All of their personality traits, all of the the funny things they did, the, you know, the antics they got up to, if any, those stories become lost. The less that you know about your lineage and the less that you're able to talk to the older matriarchs and patriarchs in your family, the less that you know forever. And once they pass, that's it. Th those stories that live in their brains, those memories that they have are gone. And unless you ask them and have those conversations with them, you don't get to keep that and pass it on to the next. So I've got a half brother and a half sister. And it really made me think, you know, my brother's got a child. How are we going to pass on this history to him? Where, where does oral history come into play for our family on that side? Is it going to be lost forever? And I was really lucky to have a friend whose husband is really into genealogy. It's like one of his hobbies to research that type of stuff. And I kind of gave her a couple of birthdays and where me, my mom, my dad, all that stuff were born. And this was before my grandmother passed away. So it was just kind of like a divine influence um, that he reached out to me and told me that he was finished with this just a few days after I had gone to Mississippi um, to visit with her and my, or to visit her grave and to be with my family. So it just really blew my mind how many names he was able to pull and find. And the issue, because I've tried to research it myself, I've tried to go on Ancestry.com and all that. The last name on my dad's side of the family, the spelling changes. Sometimes within like one generation, the spelling is different. 
That comes from census takers coming and not recording the names properly, um, the names not getting passed down correctly on birth certificates for people. And it's been really hard to see, like, is this actually an ancestor? Is this my great-great-grandfather or is this a completely different person? It's so hard to tell. And there's so little paperwork behind it as well. I know that on both sides of my family, so like my grandfather's side and then um, both sides of my dad grew up in, in really poor areas of the country. And there weren't a lot of documents. So there was like wedding documents recorded at a church, you hope. Um, family Bibles, which my mom's side of the family had and for my dad's side, I do not. And census reports, which they just kind of come and ask, <laughs> what's this person's name? How old are they? The birthdays are all over the place and and can never be right sometimes. And it was really difficult to kind of piece that all together. And he worked on this for a couple of months, and I finally got it a couple weeks ago. And I'm so excited to really dive into all of those names and try to look up as much information as I can on my end now that I know who's actually related to me and who isn't. Um, it was really cool. And it really took me aback to to say, you know, maybe I can recapture some of this legacy and be able to pass that on to my younger brother and him pass that on to his son. You can only hope, right? You know, and I, I, I do feel very fortunate. There are some people like in adoption situations that have no information about their family of origin, their biological family. So I am very privileged that I do still have a way to kind of get that information. And thank goodness for modern technology and census data and all that stuff. But it, do, it does feel like a more substantial loss losing my grandmother because of all the information that died with her that we didn't get to get before she passed away. And you you really don't think to ask those questions. I mean, I I didn't. Um, I just wanted to be present with her. You know, she went through a lot at the end of her life and had a lot of health issues. So when I visited, I really just wanted to physically be there with her and just be be as present as I possibly could be. But it makes me think, you know, I, I really do want to talk more to my family members about life and their memories, um, you know, just the little stuff, the random things that, you know, get locked into our brains about our childhood or a particular relative and I have seen myself really try to, to dive into those convos a little bit more frequently with my family members on my, my mom's side that I have a relationship with. And it has been really helpful. You know, it has been, one, it humanizes even more that other person for you. It lets you know them on a much deeper level. Even if you're related to them, you know, it just, it really opens up your brain like, your aunts or uncles that may be older than you or your grandparents, they were once your age <laughs> and they had a teenagehood, you know, they had a young adulthood. They they went through those same things and feelings and it, it they do just like, well, I don't know about everybody, but I still feel like I'm like 16, you know, mentally mostly, not physically so much anymore, but that is, that is how the the elders in our family feel, you know, it, it doesn't change for them, just like it doesn't really change for us. And it has really opened up my eyes to, to being able to have a little bit more of that family feeling to really try to cultivate that even more. And 
if, for those of you that don't know, um, my partner and I are building a house in Eden, North Carolina, and his family lives in Eden. They're not going to be, but like, I think 10 minutes away from us. And the house that we currently live in has a pool table where the dining room table is supposed to be. So for the entirety of the time that we've lived here, I haven't really had a way to entertain people in our space. And prior to living here, I was drinking alcoholically, so I didn't want to entertain anybody. So the biggest thing about this house that I'm really looking forward to, well, there's two things. The land that it's on, which is gorgeous, and I, I just can't wait to get people out there so they get to experience that too. And just to be able to have people over, to be able to host them, to be able to have those conversations, to be able to talk and not have to worry about them driving home or having, you know, oh, they've got another three hours before they actually get back to where they are going to sleep tonight. I don't want to keep them too long. You know, we've not had anywhere for people to sleep to spend the night here either. So it is something that I, I think is extremely important. And not just on Facebook Messenger, you know, this, these kind of conversations, like, yes, they can happen there if that's where they need to happen. But I would suggest if you, if you've been kind of feeling the same as me is really having in-person conversations and just asking them random stuff. Like what clubs were you in, in high school? You know, like where did you play band? Were, were you a football player? You know, what, what was high school like for you? Do you remember anyone particularly from that time period in your life? Do you still talk to them? You know, what's your favorite memory of your grandparents? You know, asking your grandparents that continues to keep those people alive. And that's where I wanted to land with legacy is for me and my viewpoint of the afterlife. We live on in people's memories. And you continue to live as long as someone that is currently alive has memories of you, has heard stories of you, you know. And if we don't ask those questions, if we don't seek intentional connection with the people in our family who will eventually be gone, it just gets lost. And to me, that's more sad than the person actually dying, you know, because Dying is just a phase. Those people continue to live on in your thoughts and your memories and the stories that you tell to other people about them. They keep living, but you have to have those memories to pass on to be able to do that. So I was really lucky to be able to go down to Mississippi and be with my family. And on the way out, so going back through Alabama um, is where I remember my grandmother living for the majority of the time that I would visit with her when I was younger. And I thought, you know, it's it's an old antebellum southern plantation home style. And I thought, surely, you know, it's going to be demolished or something. Because it was old when she lived in it. And it's, I mean, gorgeous. Like, living room, you know, 20-foot ceilings up to the second floor. Um, just gorgeous stained glass. Like, the whole, the whole nine yards. And I thought, surely, surely it's, it's going to be demolished. And I couldn't remember the address. Neither could my mom. Um, neither could my dad. Neither, nobody knew what the address was. And I thought, you know, it has to be a register of deeds somewhere had to have recorded it. And it's got to be online somewhere that she owned that property because I know it was her name on that piece of property. So I looked it up and lo and behold, I found that address. And that was just so exciting for me. And I looked it up 
And it had a listing on Zillow. It had already sold, but they still had all the photos up on the inside. And I could tell they might have remodeled the kitchen a little bit, but everything was pretty much the same as what I remember from being a kid and going and visiting there. And weirdly enough, I was going right past where she used to live on my way back out of town, out of Mississippi. And I went and I stopped by and I got to take pictures of the outside of it. And I'm if the people living there and were inside, I'm sure they thought I was a crazy person. But I didn't stay for long. I didn't loiter or anything. I didn't go like knock on the door. But it was really cool for me to be able to, to take to take those pictures, to have those memories. Because I, I don't have any photos with her. Um, I, I don't have anything like that. And I came back into town. I was visiting with my grandmother on my mom's side. And she actually had a picture where my grandmother on my father's side was in the background of one of my birthday parties. So I do now. And it's it's of like mostly the back of her. Um, so it's still not a full-on photo of her. But I do actually have a physical picture of her, which I was so grateful for because we weren't able to get any pictures um, of her from her home or anything while we were there. So I'm I'm really lucky that I've got my mom's side of the family that did document so much. And my grandmother's just got a treasure trove of pictures. And I'm going to go through mine and see if hopefully I've got some in there somewhere. Um, and I've kind of pilfered those from my mom and my dad and stuff over the years. But it it really it really showed me how important it is to document that kind of stuff to have physical photos. <laughs> I, I kind of want to make that kind of clear too. I'd love to get a physical photo sponsor. I know there's all kinds of like apps and websites now where you just upload your photo roll basically, and they send you printed photos of your stuff every month. Because, and let me readjust here so I can get comfy. The kind of point that I'm getting to with this is. Once, like, say if I passed away, like, yeah, Luke's got the password of my phone, but eventually those digital records, those digital photos are going to be gone. They're going to be either inaccessible or the link will expire or whatever. And I I mean, I'm a photo person. I love physical photos. And I, I think that it is really important to have physical media still. And be able, again, like be able to hand the next generation a photo album and say, this is who these people were. This is your history. This is your ancestry. And to, to have them just have that knowledge, I do think that that's really important. So I appreciate you sticking with me through that. I hope this wasn't too much of like a downer episode, but I, I think it's something that we don't think about very often. And well, I just speak for myself. I took it for granted. You know, I took those relationships for granted and just expected people to live forever. And that's not what the reality is. So I hope that this has encouraged you to maybe reach out to some of your family members and have those conversations or to do a little ancestry research on your own. It's really cool what you find. And I love seeing like old high school yearbook photos or like on my mom's side of the family, they've got proof of like what boat they came 
over on from Germany. It's really cool. So I would encourage you if you've not gone down that road or if you don't know anything about your family to start with asking and then maybe play a little detective and see what you can find out on the internet. Because I, I think that keeping those people alive for longer in your memories and then in the things you pass down to younger generations is super important. So thanks for watching or listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.